Welcome to the Inspired Word of God. My name is Marcia. Today we talk about be careful who you choose for an enemy. Have you ever called a meeting with your boss with the sole purpose in mind to complain about a co-worker? And you felt pretty sure that once you were done with that meeting that the co-worker would be in big trouble, maybe even have their job on the line? When I think about Haman in the book of Esther, he, he pretty much puts me in the mind of this type of person. Haman hated Mordecai. And he went to the king to complain about Mordecai and to complain about Mordecai's people who were the Jews. So his goal was to eliminate them. When he left that meeting, he wanted to be assured that his purpose and his goal would be accomplished. He almost succeeded. We never know who is against us and what plans they have for us until it's revealed. There are a lot of folks out there who allow evil to fill their hearts. Haman was one of the high-ranking officials of King Xerxes. He was second in command. The king gave a command that Haman would be given reverence being in that position. The servants honored the king's command by bowing to him when he passed, except Mordecai. From there it became a battle of the wills. Mordecai refused to give reverence to a man by bowing before him. God is the one who deserves reverence, not humans. So as this continued, the drama unfolds. Esther 3, 2 through 6. And all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman, for the king had so commanded concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. Then the king's servants which were in the king's gate said unto Mordecai, Why transgressest thou the king's commandment? Now it came to pass, when they spake daily unto him, and he hearkened not unto them, that they told Haman, to see whether Mordecai's matters would stand, for he had told them that he was a Jew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. And he thought scorn to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had showed him the people of Mordecai. Wherefore Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes, even the people of Mordecai. What complicates these things is unknowingly Haman had no idea that Mordecai's cousin was Queen Esther. And Esther became queen when Queen Vashti disrespected the king and he sent her away. Then he wanted all the virgins sent to the palace so he could find a new queen. When Mordecai sent Esther, he told her not to use her real name, which was Hadassah, 
but to call herself Esther and to tell no one of her Jewish heritage. So Haman works on a plot. He meets with the king about the Jewish people. Esther 3.8 And Haman said unto King Xerxes, There is a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all people, neither keep they the king's laws, therefore it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. If it please the king, let it be written that they may be destroyed, and I will pay ten thousand talents of silver to the hands of those that have the charge of the business, to bring it into the king's treasuries. How many times has a person's life or livelihood been turned upside down because someone didn't like them and they plotted against them. People will lay out a plot and criticize your character in the worst possible way. Some of you have experienced this on your job, but others may be dealing with it in their personal life. Psalms 12.8 The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. I think we see that quite often in many, many arenas. You've got wicked people walking on every side of that vile person who's exalted. And they seem to uplift them and praise them as if they were a god. The arrogance and the evil that was in Haman is no different than the evil that resides in the spirit of men and women today. That evil influence destroys lives. There are many individuals who love being evil and they wear it like a badge of honor. They brag about it. They won't think twice about putting you through something unpleasant, hateful, and mean until the tables turn and they are on the receiving end. God sees everything and he keeps track of all that we do. He sees our good works and our bad works. Revelations 20:12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. Notice that it said the books were opened and another book was opened, which was the book of life. For there to be more than one book in addition to the book of life, there must be many things recorded concerning us. We will have to give an account before God someday. In the meantime, the king had a restless night and was reading the annuals. He read how Mordecai saved his life when Mordecai exposed a plot to kill the king. Nothing was done in appreciation for Mordecai for doing this. In Esther 6, 5, it says, And the king's servants said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king said unto him, 
What shall be done unto a man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now Haman thought in his heart, To whom would the king delight to do honor more than myself? And Haman answered the king, For the man whom the king delighteth to honor, let the royal apparel be brought which the king useth to wear, and the horse that the king rideth upon, and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let this apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man withal whom the king delighted to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city, and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste, and take the apparel and the horse, as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew, that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. When Haman heard the king's question about honoring someone, he automatically thought the king was talking about him. So, of course, he was going to make sure he was honored well. In his self-centered thoughts, I can only imagine the humiliation that Haman felt as he paraded Mordecai, of all people, around on a horse, a man he despised and plotted to kill. In Haman's eyes, Mordecai showed blatant rebellion and disrespect. In Haman's view, he was, after all, a man of great importance and deserved reverence. In Mordecai's eyes, it would be disrespectful to bow down to a man. Only God was worthy for him to bow down and give reverence to, not man. Mordecai asks Esther's help when he does find out about the fate of the people because decrees were sent out for the Jewish people everywhere to be destroyed. Esther 4.13 tells us, Then Mordecai commanded to Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? There is wisdom in Mordecai's words. He says to Esther, Who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? We know God works in mysterious ways. Sometimes he will allow some horrific events to occur for his purpose to come to pass. Remember the story of Joseph, who was sold into slavery by his brothers? Think all that he went through in his years of captivity as a slave to end up ruling over Egypt. This position of authority was given to him by God, and God used Joseph's brothers and Pharaoh as the vessel to make it happen. Likewise, Mordecai sent word to Esther. She could have become queen for such a time as this to intervene on her people's behalf and save their lives. In Esther 4.15, Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. 
Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan, and fast ye for me, and neither eat nor drink three days, night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go unto the king, which is not according to the law, and if I perish, I perish. Esther was taking a chance with her life by approaching the king without him sending for her. She explains in 4.11, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these thirty days. Fortunately, the king did not have Esther killed for approaching uninvited. She would be spared. She realized the risk, but she set aside selfish thoughts about her own life to save the lives of her people. So it progresses on that she has a plan to hold a banquet for the king and Haman. And she did have that banquet for the king and Haman. And she named Haman the adversary who was going to take her life and the lives of her people. In Esther 7, 6, And Esther said, The adversary and enemy, an enemy is this wicked Haman. Then Haman was afraid before the king and the queen. The end result, Haman was hanged on the gallows. He planned to hang Mordecai, but instead he was hanged himself for going to take the queen's life. The queen put Mordecai over Haman's house. The lives of the Jews were saved. Mordecai was elevated to a position next to the king. And Esther 10.3 says, For Mordecai the Jew was next unto King Xerxes, and great among the Jews, and accepted of the multitude of his brethren, seeking the wealth of his people, and speaking peace to all his seed. God does not like ugly. He does not like evilness. And he tells us not to be evil, and to love. But Haman hated the Jewish people, and he hated Mordecai, and he plotted to have all of them killed. And he hated Mordecai most of all and planned to hang him on gallows that he had set up. But the tide turned. It was Haman who lost his life. It was Haman who was hanged on the same gallows that he had planned to hang Mordecai on. It was Mordecai who was set over Haman's house. And it was Mordecai who gained the position that once belonged to Haman. So we have to choose our enemies very carefully if we must indeed have enemies. It is not in our best interest to have enemies. God wants us to get along with people. But a lot of times... We go after people and make them our enemy because of a position that we hold and we feel superior 
and we want to make their lives miserable and we relish in that. But you never know when that tide's going to turn and instead of being in a position of authority, you are the one who is the subordinate. You are the one who is being treated the way you were treating someone else. So it's not wise to have enemies. But if you feel you must, you might want to consider choosing them wisely because you never know when you're going to fall into your own trap and when your enemy is elevated above you. So I pray, Lord, that this message will open hearts and minds to the fruits of the Spirit in love and kindness and getting along with one another. And for those who are being oppressed by the enemy, I'm asking that you lift them up, raise them up, Father, and give them favor. Pull that oppression up off of them and let the enemy go to the wayside. I pray for their enemy, that they will see what they are doing, that you will show them a reflection of themselves, and that they will seek to change their hearts and their ways towards the oppressed. I pray that the evil that surrounds us, Father, that you will lead, guide, and direct those that serve you to pray a hedge of protection over those that do not belong to you. And those that do not belong to you, I pray that their heart is pricked, that they will seek you out. Because we are all in favor when it comes to having your hand upon us. And no matter who the enemy is or what they try to do to us, it will not come to pass when we are standing in your protection. So I pray for that protection over the oppressed, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.